0: My name is Josh Alvarez. And I am Liam O'Donnell. And you're listening to episode 76 of CinePunks. CinePunks! So today is kind of a different scenario wherein we have two guests. We do. We have Mr. Evan Villello. CinePunk. Let's say returning
1: champion. Who's actually not really a guest because you're part of the crew. Yeah, let's say... Uh, what, what is it? I would say almost like a West Coast Avenger or ah, a backup B team. Are you the Hawkeye of our crew? Your goal or your gold team? Which which was the cool X Men team when it was blue and gold? Oh, I don't even know. I'll, I'll accept Hawkeye. You're the, Haw- no, You're the Hawkeye. No, Hawkeye was the leader for a while. You're not the fucking. leader. He was
0: the West Coast Avenger leader though, which is kind of like you know the assistant manager. Oh, uh,
1: okay. I was thinking more like a Spider Woman. Oh, or, okay. Well, I don't you know, know. Someone that when they show up, it's cool, but they're not in the <laughs> in the in the storylines all the time. Yeah, Hawkeye. I mm-hmm. think no. we were
2: talking about MASH.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, yeah.
0: also accept that. <laughs> we're also talking to uh, Grace Kim. Grace, how do you say
3: your middle name?
2: Evan, I think you're, you would be Hot Lips Woolahan. <laughs>
3: Again, I will accept that 100%. <laughs> Grace is awesome.
0: Thanks. How do you say your middle name, Grace? Say it for the people.
2: Okay, so the way that uh, non-Koreans would say it uh-huh. would be Riyoung. Ryung. That's it's like an R, an R sound in front of young.
0: Right. That is the anglicized version of your middle name. So how, how do, the, how do uh, actual Koreans say it?
2: I kind of can't say it separately. I have to say it in my whole name Kim Ji ah. so, But if you. I'm probably not pronouncing it 100% perfectly because Korean people will be like, Your name is Worm?
3: <laughs> That's hard. Oh. I, when
2: I didn't have any self confidence when I was like six years old, it really hurt my feelings
0: Well, from now on, you've just adopted the nickname of Big Worm. Welcome. Yo, what up, Big Worm? What up, Big Worm?
4: Yo,
1: what's up, Wormy? <laughs> big, big Perm.
2: That's okay. I used to have Big Perms too.
1: Also cool. Also cool. Worm with a Perm. That's what I'm saying. So so we, love it. Grace, who is a longtime friend of the show. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, if you listen to the um, Frank. Uh Pavich, Pavich episode. She was our host. She was our host. We recorded Bronx. that in her awesome apartment while she was in her, such her studio. Great really to us, yeah. While Grace ironed. Grace is a, a <laughs> old, an old time member of the of the larger hardcore community, right? If you went to shows, what do you think? Ninety? When did you start going? 93, 94? No, ninety six. Ninety
0: six to two thousand one so be- in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, ninety six yeah. two thousand one. Yeah, that's right. Grace kicked all of us in the balls, which was originally my, my tale for when I introduced Grace to people. Wait, are you a spin
2: kicker? No,
0: I'm just short. Hmm. Dude, she was at Sorry. ball level. We would all stand facing a wall covering our testicles and she would manage to kick us yeah. right square. I never in the balls. I
2: never meant to. It was never my I'm it's just a, a matter of proportion, like
4: everything.
0: You gotta roll with it. Hey man. Yeah, and she I did
2: mean, you know I didn't. I didn't talk to most people, so I didn't even know this for about a decade. Right.
1: Still, Still true. Fun. The other thing, Grace should, always tells me that she that uh, people that her and other people thought I was intimidating. Well, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Well,
2: because you didn't talk, talk to anybody, and no, I didn't. You dance hard. Still, Still do. A, you did. Thing, Still Here, do. But
1: here's the thing, though. I was a Jesus loving pacifist, right? Who felt guilty like when I touched a booby, right? Who had never been in a fight. Well. I got in a couple fights in grade school, but I hadn't been in a fight since middle school. So it's weird to me. When I went to shows, I was like, everyone here is probably a murderer. To be fair, one of my first friends at Hardcore was like the Philly, like Joe and Bushy and whatever. So in my mind, that's what all of Hardcore was, where people like... So I was like, I just assume everyone here is like... Scary and intimidating. <laughs> so I didn't try to talk to anyone. Well, and that's then, also
2: probably why I didn't talk to you either. But then when we most people. when we became
1: friends, you were like, Well, you were kind of intimidating. I'm like, I what
2: I was afraid.
1: Yeah. Every show well, I was like, Oh
0: uh, god, I'm gonna show die. Of hands. Oh yeah, me
2: too. <laughs> how many people
0: how many people at this table has cartwheeled out Jeff Pelly? One <sighs> hand goes up, Liam O'Donnell. Cartwheeled out Jeff Pelly. Wait, so saying. let me
1: do this. Let me do okay. So first of all, everyone knows Evan. If this is your first <laughs> set of Punks episode ever, Evan Go is back. Evan is our Man, not just as a part of the the someone who's been on the show a bunch and a friend, but also one of our major designers. You've seen his flyers, his t-shirts, his t-shirts. He's and also our scheduling marshal. It's true. If you've been on the show, he's probably emailed you in the last what six months, yep. seven months, something like that. You're welcome. Easily the most organized of the Cinepunks crew. Yeah, and then Grace, besides being one of the nicest people we know, right? Uh, and my personal clothier. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah, the my tailor for my wedding. If you seen my wedding, right, photos, looked, I only it looked good. I only looked, looked good
2: Appropriate pant length <laughs> yeah, one hundred
1: percent. But also, uh, clothier to the stars to Rihanna. Can we say that? Is that bad?
2: Yeah, I guess it's okay.
1: Okay,
0: cool. Well, I just did. So I wasn't
1: going to name check Rihanna. I was just going to say famous people, right? And you just let people fill in however they want to.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you might have heard of a guy named David Copperfield,
2: oh, magician. Yeah. yeah, Grace did that. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was really <laughs> very. Strange. You might
0: have heard of a guy named Benjamin Franklin. Grace did that shit. Yeah.
1: Okay, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just, also time travel as well. <laughs> apparently,
1: I just I just want to give some hype to mm. our to our guests, right? I mean, granted, they're really on because they're our friends, but right, you know, it's also worth naming how cool they're so um, cool. So in this episode, we uh we we actually had to delay this for a little bit,
0: right? Um, we were originally going to record this the same day that we recorded with uh, guests
1: Joey Breeding and Max Davis. Yes. But uh, Evan had better plans. A few bigger, better. <laughs> just Look, just it's not my fault that you guys took fucking it. two hours to record that episode. It was, Recording usually takes two hours, though. Yeah. That's how long it usually takes. Mm, <laughs> you with
0: you pauses and setup. With all so. the stuff that Evan does, you'd think that yeah. he'd also listen to the show. But no, he doesn't not. listen to the show. Motherfucker, yeah. I listened to that episode <laughs> at work. Because it's good. Because mm. we're fucking golden.
2: Well, guys, we need to have time after this enough for a 12-course meal and then Right, that's class.
1: true.
0: Also a thing
1: that 's true so we 're going to try to keep this, I mean, even so though this we're has discussing, been a good episode, even though we 're discussing right. three fucking movies, so <laughs> Evan
3: chose we could straight up only do two because i don 't know where audition got thrown into
0: audition's so good though
1: no but let 's leave audition off because we, we are it for no, the episode. no we didn 't discuss it did we not? no, but we 're on a Mickey mission because for those of you who don 't know, if you haven 't gone back into the archives. <clears throat> which is like three episodes. ago. Right. We did a Mike episode and on that episode we promised to do more Mike. Given so, that he has completed 100 movies of which Yeah, he's done we've Is through. that <laughs> true? Yeah, dude, Blade of the Immortals is his 100th movie. God damn. Yeah. 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 So we're going to do more Mike. So let's leave off audition just All for right. the sake of time, but I still it's worth mentioning that Evan chose <laughs> three pretty important movies to that era yeah. when Asian Extreme Asian Extreme <laughs> cinema at the time, it was like J-horror mostly, but <laughs> yeah. eventually Korean stuff came in, too. But that J-horror <laughs> explosion, all these Suicide Club, the Audition, yeah. and uh, what's the other one? 2LDK? 2LDK. 2LDK yeah. all, all these But movies. also
0: Dark Waters came oh, out at the yeah. same time. Um, uh, didn't Ringu Tale come
1: out at the same time? Ringu. Well? Ringu, The Eye, Tale of Two Sisters. The Judge. No, Tale of Two Sisters is K. It was K-horror. Sure, sure, sure. But I think all this stuff kind of came yeah, in around same the same time. time. Same and at time. first, it was mostly... I mean, that was when I first started hearing about these movies... Uh, the term everyone was using was j har And then after yeah. a while, people started to say Asian Extreme. Yeah, Honestly, I think because Americans are too lazy to figure out if the movie they're watching is Japanese or Korean. They so they're just, just like, oh, it's Asian-, it. Asian Extreme,
4: Asian uh,
2: extreme No, it's, it's all Chinese to them, right? <laughs>
4: yeah, sure. <laughs> it's all
1: Greek. It's all Greek. Meanwhile, but, uh,
0: meanwhile where are the extreme Chinese movies? Uh, aren't they all...
1: <laughs> Aren't all Chinese movies pretty damn extreme? Well, but I mean, like horror, like uh, oh. obviously, like we've you've got the uh, Chinese ghost story one and two. Yeah, sure, 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 and and a lot of different interesting action and martial arts. But I, I haven't seen that many um, either, mainland or Hong Kong uh horror films. It just doesn't seem to be something that they do a lot of. Does granted I'm o not count? an ex- I'm not I'm not an expert, so I'm not trying to say whatever. Right. Does Ricky O count? Oh yeah. Uh Ricky yeah, o is a okay. little okay before too. It, it does count, but it's before this era. Yeah. So it's not I'm not saying there's never obviously Hong Kong and China have made horror movies, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, these films that have sort of ridden this wave of interest, which seems to have petered off recently. I uh-huh. You see less yeah. of them at festivals and stuff. But for yeah. a while, it seemed like... They were the juggernaut. It, like, yeah. You go to a film festival and be like, is it horror? Did it come from Japan or Korea? Okay, put it in the festival. And yeah. so like for a while, I think there was like three years of the Philly Film Fest where... I went all, to see every Korean yeah, movie. If there was a Korean midnight, movie, I went to see it. What was it? It was all like the the oh, yeah. Graveyard Shift movies. It was a lot of Asian. Asian film, And they were great. Like That was fine. The first bad experience I had was actually in 2013. Yeah. There was a, a a Korean romantic comedy Whoa. that centered around a lot of girlfriend slapping. Oh, no. And I was like, Weird. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But no. that was that was my first experience after... In
0: 2013, of... <laughs> you're a decade and change in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been going to a lot of those movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. But before we get to that part, yeah. we have first our segment. Yes, our patented. World-renowned segment. People know it all over the world. They quote it all the time. Yeah. And the most complaints we get about it, our show is because this section is so awesome. Yeah. People I always complain get, that it's yeah. too awesome. Josh, it's so awesome. You guys go on for like an hour about... <laughs>
1: and on track! So good! Yeah. Alright, so... (laughs) What are we gonna do? Who's gonna go first? What are we gonna do here?
0: So, Grace, Evan, you guys have the choice. Where would you like to go in the order of saying things that you've done recently that are whack, things that you've done recently that are on track. Go ahead.
3: I mean, y'all are guests in my home, so you can all go before me.
1: Alright. Sounds Evan, good. Evan's, Evan's going down the law, doing cleanup at the end. I'm Grace
2: just D, trying to be a
3: good host. Grace, well. do you want to
1: go first? You want me and Josh
3: Evan to go first? Evan is
2: text massaging while
3: well, <laughs> <laughs> there's, ha- there's a lot of things happening. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't. He's there's a, a lot. multitasker. If you've yeah. not paid
1: attention, that's why he's such a good scheduler. There's a you. lot of balls in the
3: air, so to speak. <laughs> juggling a lot of balls.
0: <laughs> so a many lot balls at the start. in hmm. the air.
3: Uh,
1: Grace, would you like me or Josh to go first, or would you like to go
2: first? You guys go first.
0: All right. Go for it, Joshua. So on track, I saw the phantom thread. Oh shit! How was it? So I don't know what you guys think about the movies of Paul Thomas Anderson. For me, they started out uh, as a relatively digestible scenarios. Yeah, and then in the later PTA eras, namely The Master and like this from from now. Well, I mean, the ma- was before The Master.
1: Mm. Uh, um, before The Master, there was, will, there will, be, will blood, be blood. So for after the-, the Master, inherent vice.
0: Right. So The Master, inherent vice, and then now this. These movies are difficult to dissect. There's a lot of stuff in them. Sure. Um, I mean, like, I kind of feel like with Inherent Vice, he was just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? But, (sighs) disagree strongly, but go ahead. Do you? You thought that was, like, a well calculated movie? Finish what you're saying before I get into it. This movie is huge to unpack. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there that I'm still chewing on. I saw this two days ago with a friend of the podcast, Andrew Elijah, and my wife, Melani, and Melani did not like it, she was not into it. Andrew had a trouble with – or Andy had trouble with uh, the score by Johnny Greenwood, which is very prevalent in the movie. It's one of those movies where the score is playing throughout the whole movie. Right. Um, But there's just a lot – it's a very interesting dissection of toxicity and interpersonal relationships and stuff like this. But it all happens with Daniel Day-Lewis as this master tailor. You know, and, uh, I forget the name of the lady, but Alma is the name of her character and his relationship with her in regards to the stuff that he does. So a couple things. Number one. The promo for this movie was wine and sewing kits, so they gave us free wine and free sewing kits. Okay, that's weird. It was totally weird. I didn't drink the wine because I smuggled in some delicious seltzer water. A liter, <laughs> and uh, I gave the sewing kit to Grace because she's the a only leader. tailor I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drank it during the movie too. It's pretty dope. You got to open all the stuff before the movie starts. Otherwise, you get this, pshht, you know, you get to oh, yeah. Yeah, no get game. yourself so, away. Yeah. Yeah. I also brought pistachios, which I also opened prior to the movie beginning because I don't want to have the rustling sounds. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, the movie is very beautiful. It's very well shot, which I guess we can all expect from PTA, right? Like that's right. kind of his thing. Right. But man, the story is just so brutal. It has like it, it just turns on on these weird corners From, like, these loving to hating to, like, this almost can't tell the difference between these things in this relationship. Sure. So, um, that said, I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was, um, it was really interesting to follow. But, uh, again, Melani didn't like it. And, uh, I don't know. I I can't figure out why. So.
1: I'm I'm excited to see it. I, I'm definitely in the, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson has done no wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I like every single... Every single one. Every single movie. And it, even the one that he doesn't like, which is Magnolia. Punch. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that one yet. You've never seen Magnolia? No, I didn't. Me and Melani haven't. It's the one that I, made me fall in love with him as a director. Oh, wow. But now he's like, meh. Like, he's meh. just not into it. But right. I like it. <laughs> That's so. funny. But yeah, I like all his movies. I mean, they are all slightly impenetrable, but not in a way that I find <laughs> off-putting. Uh-huh. I, again, it's though,
0: definitely one of these weirdly guarded centers. It feels like he does stuff on purpose to like red herring you.
1: I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't feel that way about his other movies, but I haven't seen Phantom Thread. Right. Okay. But right. I, I, I think his other movies are not. They don't play it out for you. But I think they're. It's there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, I think it's funny that the same night that Phantom Thread was screening, they screened. The commuter the liam neeson movie sure and uh dan scully from the podcast dan went to go see that instead of the phantom thread and the only write-up that he put was i can't say that liam neeson did not fight a train in this movie but <laughs> it's so good didn't not not fight a train so um yeah uh on track phantom thread um whack um this weather has been bumming me out severely I've been having a difficult time dealing with the cold. <laughs>
1: it's been really cold. <laughs>
0: I've been super
1: upset with this cold. So it's it's the sort of cold too where generally yeah. when people talk about the weather it's a real bummer. Yeah. Like like okay, I get it, it's the weather. But it, when it was like at the height of cold Yeah. I, when people would bring it up, I wasn't like, I can't believe we we're talking about that. In my head, I was like, what else could we be talking about right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even know what else matters. Yeah. It's no. so cold. It was this so all cold. I could think about.
0: The pipes in our bathroom froze and our oh, shower no. died. Yeah, it was Ugh. fucked up, man. It was rough. It was rough. <clears> but through perseverance and the gradual yet direct heat up that happened, the shower's working again, y'all. Good. That's so, what I like to hear. That's what yeah, I like to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're good. Water Back water on damage.
1: track, son back on track all right that's, all right there's too solid that's it that's what i got okay good go ahead liam i was gonna throw to either grace or evan uh, We gotta break it
0: up right okay grace or okay evan.
2: now that i now that i get the gist of this i had to be reminded exactly what <laughs> yeah that's fine um whack i i decided to stay home for to stay in new york for christmas into new year's and uh spent the last two weeks trying to get over like during that period of time, trying to get over a cold and feeling just very not have uh, just not having fun. Just waiting for things to culminate, you know, in my life. And I was, I just went into a very depressive and at the same time, Sick. sick state. Um, but it also afforded me opportunities. I found a couple of good movies, um, that, uh, I never heard, you know, just randomly, like out of desperation, filing yeah. filing through the Netflix for the hundredth time and um paying for Amazon <clears throat> and then scouring uh my HBO subscription before it, it runs out for the month. But I found this great movie. Starring... So wait, are we
0: moving into on track territory here?
2: Oh shit, yeah, I'm fluctuating. Wait, um <laughs> let me think. Whack. Sorry, let me continue on. No, that's whackness. fine. whackness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um The impending doom of my fucked up electricity bill from the last two weeks of um, heating, you know, human existence ending, cold weather, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm gonna have to use some of my savings for that one. You know,
0: I feel you. Um, I feel you.
2: And you know, you've left. You know, you're leaving youth when you think of things in terms of your utility (laughs) bill. Um. Let's see. What other whack shit? Hmm. No. On track, I found that cool movie. It's called The Hunted. It's an 80s movie about an American businessman who goes to Japan for work um, and has a, a really fun night with this beautiful prostitute at a bar played by Joan Chen, who is... Gorgeous. Unbelievably beautiful. Right. Beautiful graceful but incredibly fragile. She basically plays herself in every fucking role sure. she's ever been yeah. in <laughs> yeah. unless she plays like a, a Chinese character in history, you know? Right. And um Christopher Lambert plays the 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 pro- male protagonist, you know? And he has this like really great night with her and then unfortunately wit- witnesses her murder. Oh god. By ninjas.
1: Anything so involving ninjas I
2: mean Oh my god Guys It is <laughs> So good It's There's throwing stars Dipped in poison Nice You know Are and, any throwing stars oh, Not dipped in poison so good. Yeah
1: Sometimes you forget
2: <laughs> Yeah I've never been You know A fan of throwing stars I'm like Yeah whatever Of course it's like Preoccupation of young boys Into young men Right You know and i was like yeah they're cool but you know they're kind of corny and they seem to be a one trick pony mm. but this movie really b- brought out
0: the shuriken joy
2: it's yeah i finally understood it you know you just most of the time it's not that one particular thing is cheesy good or bad mm. it's about the context
0: mm. context this is everything movie, man this movie
2: this movie showed me the the amazingness and the appropriateness uh-huh. of a shuriken dipped in poison sure yeah and it's not even dipped they carefully put a q tip in a poison vial and then scrape the, uh, wiped the edges so, with
1: yeah it. you don't want to dip the whole you don't no you, How don't are you gonna hold it? you don't need poison you on the middle part you can eat chips after no. you
2: throw yeah. one when you're hungry after the job's <laughs> yeah, over yeah that doesn't <laughs> you work
0: you know there's a time before Bruce our friend Bruce got named Jinko Jesus because of his penchant for large pants that I was trying to nickname him Shirikan Jones I'm gonna
4: do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take the way Jinko Jesus did.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> I
3: mean, Jinko Jesus is pretty good. It's pretty hard, right? It's a hard style. There was a guy on Instagram who I followed because his name was Jinko Baloba. <laughs> but he changed it.
4: Oh, that's. Jinko so, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, Baloba. His name is up for grabs, everybody. name is up good. for grabs. Yeah. He's such a corny smartass. Yeah. And you know what? That is.
0: <laughs> so great. I loved it ginkgo Baloba. yeah that's pretty, pretty genius. good that's pretty good so grace is that was was the hunted year on track is there anything else on track
2: that you've done i watched um a shit ton of comedy mm-hmm. specials especially like old snl people like oh, wow. um
0: uh dana carvey
2: dana carvey i i watched both the the last two dana carvey things really I on watched, purpose yes no shit I was like,
4: pretty good <laughs> okay you know
0: the funniest dana carvey story that i have right now is that <clears> i saw <throat> the hot snakes and uh the one dude that was in drive like Jehu with uh john reese yeah what's his the name? the singer yeah
4: yeah
0: he looks like dana carvey he kind of does called, someone called him out and he was like who said dana carvey <laughs> it was the it's the funniest thing <laughs> froberg him he
4: anyway.
2: just he doesn't really he just has like the same skeletal
0: dude it was silhouette someone yelled at his it.
2: face is different <laughs> and know? then he was like <laughs> who Maupi said hair? dana carvey genius and then um Kevin Nealon who I love right, big fan and um who else who's the guy who always looks like he's stoned
0: um Jim Brewer
2: Jim Brewer yeah wow
0: you just pulled that right out of the year holy shit that was awesome
2: and then um
0: we should get him on the show fuck
2: what's his name he was a blonde guy Um, uh just a bunch of people from like 80s 90s yeah and and i also did like i watched a 100 episodes of dennis miller show ah there you go um which was fun but you know over the course of a 100 episodes he starts to reveal himself more and more as this uh conservative um he's conservative um sarcastic asshole right. who is so white he's never even heard of a jew like he can't even he can't even pronounce like hanukkah you know he's like what is this is that a jewish thing <laughs> you know he's so fucking white and i'm like what? wow Wow, nineties male privilege. Yeah, totally. Damn it. It Guys,
0: Evan is listening.
2: He's he's like a (laughs) in my own home. He can
3: hear you, y'all. He
0: can hear you. In my own home.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah.
3: Sorry.
0: That's a joke. That's bad. That's bad taste. Sorry, Evan. I'm not signing
2: with Dennis Miller.
1: (laughs) To be to be fair, Evan is one of the swarthy whites. Right, right, right. Is that good? Yeah. Sworthy whites are way preferable to the what's what's to your you, garden variety white once you get above once you get above can basically I'm like out you know like <laughs> what's what what's what's you could once you could walk on foot to the mediterranean in europe then I'm done <laughs> yeah I don't really, yeah you've achieved ultimate whiteness yeah. at that point. yeah
0: <laughs> dude i also want to give Evan, a shout out super to
3: white? I guess so. I want
0: to give a shout out to my man, Andrew oh. Welbrock, which he pointed out to me that uh when I confused Kevin Hare <laughs> with- uh Oh, <laughs> that shit Davis, was
3: fucking funny. <laughs> that was
0: great. I apparently said, <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm friends with Andrew Welbrock. You did say that. <laughs> and I want that to, to to be said again, because let me tell you, it's still fucking true. Wait, Andrew is Wilbrock.
2: Andrew some-
0: Andrew from Kroskies. Please yeah. Yeah, Krosky's. yeah. But,
2: Is he some bastion of non-racist white guy? No, he just is... uh, Josh was trying to
1: say, because the suggestion was that he had confused Kevin and Max because all fat white people (laughs) look the same. I said all white people mm -hmm. look the same. I mean, you did point out that they were fat
0: and had beards. Did I? You really did. Oh, man, I'm such an asshole. Why do you guys do this show with me? (laughs) Yeah.
1: What a dick. You have more friends than I do, so... (laughs) That's also not true. But anyway,
0: sorry, sorry, Grace. (laughs) (laughs) forgive me
1: the point is the point is is that Evan will soon transform into Dennis Miller whoa
0: will you
3: I fucking hope not
2: (laughs) (laughs) you have more hair it's all good oh it's all good yeah
3: yeah yeah we don't
2: constantly reference obscure (laughs) people and places in history right I constantly reference yes he constantly does oh do you that's
1: literally who Evan is as a human being I mean it depends on how obscure like.
2: like Methuselah references, mm. or I mean, you, I
3: haven't, you know. but I would. Okay. It just hasn't come up yet.
1: That's fair. That's <laughs> I fair. was gonna
2: say, how do you feel about the
1: uh, Bosnia Herzegovina conflict?
3: Oh, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's your laughs> Evan brings conflict. that sort of thing up a lot. Evan's I read like, about uh, that a lot. It's my favorite actually. conflict of yeah. all
1: conflicts. That's Evan's
3: favorite. Now, Desert Storm, I think, is my favorite. Ed. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, my turn. Okay, go. Right? Oh, did you No, remember? no, no, okay. no, go ahead. Do it. Uh, the rest um, of mine are boring.
2: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> More boring.
1: <laughs> My uh whack is um just life is life in right general, now. pretty yeah. grim, pretty yeah. grim. Yeah. Um You're carrying it well though.
0: Really? Uh, I don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm a am Evan just got a beautiful. or Evan. Sorry. Liam just got a beautiful haircut.
1: So oh, I did get
0: I did get a haircut, but you look quite
1: good. To be fair, I haven't had my haircut since I was in Chicago for Sin Apocalypse, right? Which is a cheer sign. See? Like of anyone who knows me knows that's a sign that I've been depressed. <laughs> is that like I went almost two whole no exactly two whole months right. without getting a haircut? Well, that's you look good hair. today. He had to cornrow it. was so out of <laughs> it was it was crazy. <laughs> um, I prefer yeah, the your just, cornrow look. Just uh, you know the the wife is good, the baby's good. Yeah, but uh, I've been sick. Uh, work life is shit. Uh, <laughs> I hate capitalism, and I wish I could just live <laughs> and not have to like eat shit to live. So right. all that stuff is really is really a bummer. Uh, but on the on track, I have watched a bunch of great movies for yeah. trying to get my end of year list done, which we talked about on the last right, episode. Right. Um, but I'm trying to think the last thing I watched. That I was super stoked that I watched, that I wanted to share with everyone. Oh, I started watching a movie called uh, Beach Rats. Have you guys heard about this? No. Nope. (laughs) I think
0: I've seen the poster, but go on.
1: Yeah, it's... uh, If you are... uh, I'll just put it out there. If you're uncomfortable with um, uh, gay men having sex, Beach Rats is not for you. No. It's very much a story about a, a young man who... He lives on Coney Island, and his friends are all bros, and he's trying to like not have his bro friends figure out that he's gay. Oh. So he's trying to... Well, he could be bisexual, but the film never really resolves that for you. All mm-hmm. it resolves is that the part of his life where he is emotionally and physically engaging with men is a big secret. Mm-hmm. And then he has this female friend who he's trying to make a girlfriend. But it, it seems like, in, at least in the context of the film, <laughs> this is all for show. That he's just kind of negotiating that sort of the the one thing with the other while still sort of culturally being like he's also a bro it's not like he's you know um not in other ways related to his friends he's very much like his friends in every way except for the part where they're
2: homophobic wait so the du- the the guy was trying to fake being straight and being ordinary
1: basically that's sort of what the movie's about i don't want right. to like get into spoilers right but it, I don't know. It was incredibly well acted. Mm. Um, it's shot in a very sort of basic. It's not like a huge cinematography sort of movie because it's very kind of like uh cinema verite, like mm. very realistic kind of documentary style. But a lot of uh, handheld in there. Yeah, a lot of handheld. But I really like. I don't know. I just really like the performances, and you know, it's it's a little sad, but it's not. It's not. Um, didn't feel like a pain parade. You know like sometimes mm, yeah. when a yeah. movie's difficult it's just all sad and it, it wasn't quite that. So mm. um anyways, I would I would definitely recommend that film Beatrix. You
2: guys B-trats. on a good note. Yeah. I forgot one on track. Yeah. Yesterday, last night I saw uh The Shape of Water. Oh. And I went with my friend Martin who is proving to be um a magical movie friend date. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's just super fun. Martin and I work together. He's a tailor and he's a menswear designer. Sure. And we we have our own, you know, we have like a, a magical connection humor-wise too. But mm-hmm. we started going to the movies together. The first thing we saw was Star Wars. Nice. had so much fun. Oh, yeah. I, oh, so much did fun. Did I see Star Wars? Oh, I didn't did see not. Star Wars the last time <clears throat> we recorded. I've no. seen Star Wars. Oh. I really liked it.
4: Good.
1: i really liked it too yeah, it was yeah. Great. i don't yeah. understand there's i don't usually i at least get why there's backlash and i don't yeah. understand why there's backlash i thought yeah. it was really good yeah I, I, I thought it was good too the backlash i
0: feel just comes from people who wish that they wrote it because they would have written or it also just
1: whites
2: <laughs> or people who wish fair. that they were the characters
1: right 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 also fair
2: yeah but yeah. last night i saw the shape of water and so i good. and it turned out to be you know did you like it I ended up loving it. I was in the perfect mood for it. Yeah. If I had been a little less open, it would have pissed me the fuck off. Oh shit. Huh. Because it's so like the main character is so like you know, uh in some ways untainted and starry-eyed and wide-eyed, you right. know. Yeah. Um but it was okay, you know. It she didn't bother the me. She plays mom in the Paddington
0: movies. <laughs> oh, does she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and great.
2: I I kind of liked how she was like an ordinary-looking woman. She wasn't yeah you know some like uh legendary beauty trying to be passed off as a regular woman sure you know i really like that yeah and uh, i can't remember the actor's name who played her older gay neighbor yeah who was an illustrator oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. um he was he played the father on uh six feet under so on and so forth but he was incredible so good he's such a every everything i've seen him in he's so good Really transforms, you yeah.
0: know. Yeah. He's also in step brothers, but go
1: on. Yeah. I remember the the other on track that right. I had. Go. The disaster artist. Oh, you watch it. Solid Disaster Artist really liked it. Really?
2: really.
1: Cool. See, uh, I haven't seen The Room, so I've been...
0: Oh, you need to see The Room. I what are know. you doing? Dog, where you been at? I just haven't seen it, man. Just haven't
1: seen we it. Should do, we should do a double feature. Dog. Of The Room and The Disaster yeah, Artist. Yeah, let's do it. I'm into it, man. Um, I mean, it's a little hard to praise it too much right now with all the James Franco sort of controversy. Yeah, yeah, the controversy yeah. going on. But um, assuming he's not secretly a rapist, uh, I can definitely recommend (laughs) The Disaster Artist um, because it was really great. I mean, it's funny. It's got some heart to it. But it doesn't... What I liked about it is it makes you feel for Tommy Wiseau Mm -hmm. without ever being like, also, he's not a crazy person. Like, it's... He's very much a crazy person, but you kind of feel for who he is and what he's trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. without ever being like, also, it's okay that he acts like this because it's like no it's not okay he's got a problem something's right. going on there yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. I really liked it okay
2: so it's sympathetic not overly sympathetic but enough it was fair to him
1: yeah I mean I think to That's some cool. extent it's, I think to some extent some people could watch it and still feel if you don't know who he is or anything about him you yeah. might watch it and go look at this exaggerated performance. But if you actually know who he is, you're like, look at this spot on, pitch perfect (laughs) performance of who... Look at this underplayed representation. Well, and it's a little underplayed because the one uncomfortable scene... I mean, there's a few things he does that are kind of uncomfortable. There's a particular uncomfortable scene where it's like the sex scene in the room. It was like the filming of the sex scene. Yeah. And according to people who've actually read the book, that is played down. That actually, according to his... According to him, his best friend, Greg Sestero, is the guy who wrote the book, uh-huh. that in the book, that scene is way worse, that Tommy was just out of control. Wow. Terrible. But they don't... It's not great in the movie, but supposedly it's played down a little bit. I haven't had a chance to read the book, so I don't know. Right. But the book's not a hit piece. Him and Greg are still kind of friendly, so... Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think it's Evan's turn. Go ahead, Evan.
3: Uh, I don't have a lot. I'm trying to keep my life less whack.
1: No, I appreciate <laughs> so. that.
3: Um, yeah, really, I, uh, I also had a quarrel with the gas people yeah. oh, man. because our bill is triple what it.
1: I normally saw that. Is. I yeah. hate that so Close much. And yeah. when
3: I, when I called the woman basically just kept telling me that despite the fact that we haven't increased the heat in our house, it doesn't matter because we're still getting charged whatever this rate is, Yeah, which is like, we went from like 60 to like 300 some dollars, which is insane.
2: Wait, so, so one five times
3: yeah it's it's crazy so i basically told her that i am disputing it and not paying it did they read the meter no no one a, has come estimated... out i believe it's an estimated usage okay. because no one's been out to check our meter right at least ever since okay. i've lived okay. here so really yeah need to do that that's pretty whack yeah um i cracked a tooth in half on christmas oh good yeah. work so that's been fun Were Did you, you... Eat the other half I okay. did. I for sure did. I was eating. I uh, I got back to the house and I was by myself, so I ordered Chinese food.
1: And you opened a beer bottle with your mouth. I did. Oh, God, no God. <laughs> uh,
3: so I was eating that, and then I just felt I like bit down, and I thought there was something in the food. Oh, and that. then I like realized that my my uh, cheek was getting cut, oh. and then I found out that I oh. I cracked my tooth open. Good work. So that's been fun. Uh, that's pretty much it, though. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. It's no, not bad. Man, back yeah. to on track.
3: Uh, I got a cat. Nice. So that's pretty sick. I like your cat. Yeah, that cat's very cute. She followed, or he, I guess, allegedly <laughs> uh, followed me home from the train when I oh. got. I I worked like an EDM <laughs> show and I got in super late, and I like gave her some food, and then she just kept coming back, and it started to get colder, so we like put a box out for him, put a blanket, gave him food and water, and then finally my other roommate Caitlin was just like, I got. Like the flea stuff, mm-hmm. put it on him, brought him in, and then that was it. Now you have a cat. Now I have oh. a cat. Yeah. <laughs> t- I took her to Paws, and Jake hooked it up. Yeah. Got a chip for him, got the whole blood panel deal. chip. Nice. So, yeah. Big ups. Thank Herm. you, Jake. Good yeah, work. Big ups to Jake. Jake um, Yeah. I got my movie pass today. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. We're going to watch movies together. Evan? I'm going to try and do that you as much be, as I can. Be my movie pass, bro? I would love to do that. Sick. Yeah. I don't even give a shit. I'll see that Liam Neeson shit. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, man. I don't Dude, care.
0: If you use ways to get places, you can change it to Liam Neeson's voice currently. Fuck, I love that. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: I'm not a huge fan of Liam Neeson, but I really I I'm happy for him that he his his acting career morphed into an action.
3: Hmm. so hero. weird. He's got I a particular set of skills. I believe so, I could be him. Older, nuisance, you know? but
2: older in life. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really it's a hard good style. for him.
3: I yeah. loved him in Darkman, so I'm willing. Darkman was great. Let him know? do whatever. I yeah. forgot about Darkman, I'll
0: accept him as Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's yeah. fine. I'll accept him. I have no opinion, no laudation for it, but no. I'm just saying I'll accept
1: laudation. Yeah. <laughs> no laudation.
0: I will say, oh my, one whack. Yeah, I saw in Seiges the last key. Yeah, that looked like ass. Uh, yeah, that looks, is the fourth terrible. installment of yeah. the Insidious. I'm sure That's how my dad Josh Agron ins- was stoked. Dude, it was <clears throat> unstokeable. Insidious. Here's the thing. All the scenes in the trailer that are cool, not in the movie. Yeah. And then uh, I sat uh, behind uh, John Wren as he was recording, or he was doing the mandate sure. with a uh, drummer from Kochiyama, John Martello. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool me and Milani were there with them. But uh, that movie was holy Moses bad. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. So I should wait until it Yeah, gets you should on go see it immediately. All right, let's movie pass it. Yeah, let's movie pass it. I'll watch it again because I hate myself <laughs> that much. Or I could just poke my eyeballs out.
3: We could go see Jumanji instead. Also saw
0: Jumanji. I need to see it. Was not whack. Yeah. On track, Jumanji. I,
3: I never expected it to be whack.
0: Dude, if you don't like The Rock as a dork, you don't like life. That's
1: what that is. He has you know. no bad movies. Yo, he I is hear it's the better. Man. I hear it's better than the original Jumanji. I didn't really? see the original
0: Jumanji, My so I have no idea. I liked it. the original. Yeah. I really thought pissed. it was good. There's referencing to the original. Yeah. There's also a Jonas brother in this movie. Did you know that? Oh. Uh, I didn't know that.
1: Friend mm-hmm. friend of the podcast wife Susan Tindall. Yeah, said that <laughs> she, just preferred just say your wife. she preferred your wife? it. She preferred it. Friend of the podcast and wife to me, Susan Tindall, <laughs> said that she preferred it to the original Jumanji. Damn.
0: Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty great. Was pretty That's great. a bold statement. But uh, yeah. She didn't feel like it was that bold.
1: But mm-hmm. maybe. whatever you
0: got to do, you should avoid. If it costs you money to not see Insidious the Last Key, you should pay that money. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and also on track, I saw the Gilbert documentary about Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, how oh, was I that? want to see that. It's yeah. really, like really interesting. It's so good. I mean, like, he's such a weirdo. Yeah. He's such a whirly whirly. <laughs> weirdo man it's like insane how crazy that man is Mm -hmm. and to see this whole story arc between like him starting out and then like the the Affleck thing and then beyond you're like whoa what a fucking weirdo Mm -hmm. it's great it's actually a quite good documentary so and the person who did it didn't know anything about him (laughs) just heard that this is an interesting person so when that when they directed it they were like legitimately discovering Gilbert Gottfried I mean has he done things aside from problem child uh Yeah, oh a God. little movie you
3: called. Are such he motherfucking played a
1: fucking <laughs> fucker. Is he? Yeah, he is. I don't, I don't it a little though. what is that a what? joke about the problem? Yeah,
3: I know he's done things. He's, he's oh, yeah. fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he just riffing. I'm making a. Joke. He's riff He's doing a goof. He's goofing yeah, yeah. right
1: now. I'm being uh. silly.
3: I get it. He's
2: goofing on Gilbert Gottfried. It's so deadpan. Oh. It's...
1: Don't
3: goof on Gilbert. People can't tell when I'm, when <laughs> I'm making a joke. Yeah. Don't goof and on Gilbert Gottfried.
0: I like it.
4: That, yeah, that, uh, I, to I'm,
0: answer your question, Evan,
3: yeah. yes, he's done things other than Problem Child. Okay. When I moved into this house, I moved into yes. two people that I didn't know super well, mm-hmm. and the one uh, person, Joey. <clears throat> I would do things like that to him mm-hmm. with the same tone in my voice yeah. and like no emotion, yeah. and he just for months couldn't tell if I was fucking with him or not. Oh my god! And I almost always was. The end of the story is that mm. you're an asshole. Yeah, pretty which much. Is what that comes down
2: to. I that that was a good. Like, that was a good story. But it was about never. It was never like malicious. It was <laughs> always Evan like is a silly. true eccentric. <laughs> he is. Or he's fucking with me.
3: No, he's a genius. Mm. I'm not fucking with you right now. If that helps
0: in any way. <laughs> Not that you can tell. Hmm. You, just call You'll Evan, never know. you just
1: call Evan a genius. And I stand by it. This podcast has truly jumped the shark.
0: I stand by it. Evan Val Evan is a genius
3: to me. I love it. Mm. I support it. I hate everything about that. <laughs> I'm also an artist.
4: Hmm. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's good too. to be back. <laughs> this has been a great episode
1: of Cinepunks. I'll see y'all later.
0: <laughs> All right, so... That is the end of whacking on track. Oh, I wasn't
3: Mad
2: done. Ball oh, shower wait. curtain. Was, who's left? Who's
3: left? Who's left? I was just gonna say I pre-ordered the new turnstile today. I'm really excited about it.
1: No, <laughs> no, no. yeah, and for no. sure,
3: 100. percent I like them. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Everything they've put out for this record so far has been super good.
2: Have their lyrics improved? Their lyrics are. Yeah, he, I don't think he says bitch on this one, so their that's lyrics, definitely a plus. Oof. Yeah. Elementary, but yeah. um, they make up for it in stage presence. You know, they yeah. basically all of them are aerial. Yeah. You know, okay, I will say I, I will, say, I will say they nice. are a
1: fun band to watch. Unbelievably fun to watch. But I don't like their music, so that affects my opinion of them. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't for a long time, but I do now. <laughs>
2: oh man. I don't love them, but I <laughs> It's enjoy okay them. if you do. You race. don't actually
1: have to apologize no, no, no. to me. I I'm, I'm just being No, no, no. I'm, I'm just I'm just making myself
2: it. clear because people uh they're a very divisive band right. at yeah. the moment. Either that's either, true. They're, they're either are, love them are and strong. are kind of ashamed to admit it, or you absolutely hate them, repelled by them. I will say this actually: I don't. I, I, it's fun to
1: joke around. I actually don't virulently, Virulently? vehemently,
2: virulent, virulently. Yes, mm.
1: I don't virulently. You don't hate them. Really hate them. I certainly don't vehemently hate them either. Vehemently. Mm. Mm. Uh, but v- the v- point v- being skin. is that I, I, I don't understand. I don't enjoy them, but there is a weird. <clears throat> Can I say it's an age thing? Sure. There's an older group in our community, which we have listeners who aren't in Punk and Hardcore. How so old are you? I apologize for that. But I've, there we have older folks in our community, like let's say Josh's right. age or older, or even I would say going all the way down to Evan's age. Um, I'm not that much younger than you guys. I'm 40, dog. How old are you, Evan? 31. Yeah, so that's a that's a almost ten year <laughs> swing. That's a pretty right. big swing in hardcore. That's two generations. Yeah, it is. This is true. So this is true. I would say you that I would say t- at least two, if not three, generations of hardcore have decided not just that they don't like turnstile, but it's them like them. a yeah. thing. It's yeah. it's it's a point of pride. It's the way that we would talk about hating a Nazi. They're like <laughs> right.
4: fucking turnstile,
1: and like I, what's so crazy to me about this is for our listeners who don't know much about this if you went to listen to it for people who aren't in this world uh-huh. if you put on turnstile then you put on some other hardcore band there's actually not that big a difference where a normal person would be like oh yeah i see these are worlds apart right but for us we're like even people who love it are like acknowledge it's something different yeah and uh but that's what i like about it yeah i just for me i i don't i'm not a fan Maybe yet maybe i'll get on board eventually who fucking knows but i'm not a fan yet but i don't understand the people who like have pitchforks like they're yeah. ready to go fucking murder you know what it's style. because
2: i think uh i have a theory which is um that the people who are around our age like yeah mid mid 30s and older yeah um they hate fuck that band because back in the day they guiltily liked three eleven. Yes, I think this too. Oh, I think this too. Yes, I think this is what it is. Holy and they're shit, just we just unmask they they, they I think we have. they oh, do man. that emotional ninety degree turn because sure. they don't they they're over they're overdoing it so they don't so they feel secure they build a for they fortify this wall um, hiding this sixteen year old that had that three eleven album that's blue on blue right yeah. the one that has amber on it. Yes.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also know
2: listen to that, that shit
4: wait. while snowboarding.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, I've never snowboarded, but I did listen to a lot of Doggy dogs, so I feel like yeah. I have snowboarded.
3: Yeah. All Borough Kings
1: though. That shit's, <laughs> A-B-K that shit's <laughs> hard. ABK. That shit's hard. Yeah, dude. I feel like Them i and snowboarded.
4: Oh. No fronts. I never went downset.
1: No fronts. Oh, no no tricks
4: no and no bullshit politics. politics. Side yeah. note:
1: I love bullshit politics. That's part of the <laughs> song. That's the part of the song I can't get on board with because I here's the thing: when when Doggy Dog says no bullshit politics, I believe the lyric is no soapbox politics. But go on. Oh, is it no soapbox yes, politics? Yes, it is. Same mm. difference. They're just talking about PC hardcore bands that I actually love. Right. Like right, that line right. could literally say "fuck born against" because I think that's right. what they're thinking of. Mm. You know? That's
0: re- no. I'm serious. Yeah. No. No. no just. We just they kick it just for
1: fun. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're basically contemporaries. You're not wrong. They're definitely so, contemporaries.
2: Yeah. So they're yeah. so doggy dog is CBGBs and they yeah. they hate all the ABC No Rio stuff. Yeah, basically.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. <clears throat> you want
3: know another band's great? E Town Concrete.
1: Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> I never liked Always them. Always on, on, on the E tack Never
1: on the defense.
4: Never on the defense.
1: Defend yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> See, great. Okay. Here's the thing about Etao Kakri. I said this last episode. I said this last episode. The thing about Etao Kakri is when you go to the demos and you listen to it as a kid and you don't look at the lyrics, you think that you are mush-mouthing the lyrics because you're like, I don't know what he's actually rapping here. And then you go and look and the nonsensical thing that you are mush-mouthing is actually what he says because the lyrics don't make any fucking sense. So
0: good. Hey,
1: the night is mine. The day is also mine. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. Fuck you, Etan Concrete. Hard no, I don't south. really mean that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, hard dude, hard. That dude gonna, would there's someone knocking be your at the ass, door, He yeah, would Who fucking destroy yeah. me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, okay. hey, so, hey, hey, we should maybe get into the rest of the episode. Yeah, let's take a I break. I had all this stuff I was going to go to, too, that's on track.
2: It's but just fun you know talking what about embarrassing hardcore. You know what I do? mean,
3: we com- could just cut the rest of the episode and talk about this shit. Yeah, but we
1: should still take a break, because now I can put some embarrassing hardcore during the break.
2: You
3: better put fucking Etan Concrete. In between us. Man.
1: Only if I have the demo on digital. Or like Doggy Woo! Dog or something. I could do the Doggy Dog. I wouldn't hate that. All right. After the break.
0: Or like Fat Nuts. A-horror. A-horror. I A-horror. 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 What's okay. Fat Nuts?
4: You don't that know Fat Nuts? Fat Nuts? Jesus. Do you not we'll know be Rick we'll to be,
0: We will Holy be right back. Okay.
4: Time. I know.
0: And we're back we would have to erase with oh, the world's sorry. biggest 311 fan, Grace Kip.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh
1: hey. And turnstile apologist. <laughs> I don't apologize. One day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't judge too hard. I like Angel Dust, so. Angel Dust is great. The angel Dust is cool, man. I love Angel Big Dust. Big fan. Also yeah. twitching tongues. Great. I don't know twitching tongues. I wonder how many. Hey, we like to be interactive here at CinePunks. None of our fans do. but uh, Let's take a poll. But here's, No, I will say this. If you are someone who listens to CinePunks and we mention bands that you don't know, how often do you actually check out those bands? Or do you just go, oh, this is a part of the podcast I don't find interesting. Yeah, so I'll just let it wait till they get slide to the movie part. by and yeah. we'll go to the next thing. I just wonder if anyone ever is, is ever like, oh, I want hear to hear that.
0: So, Evan, mm-hmm. let's talk about how you came to this, this, this topic of discussion. What is your relationship with Asian horror from the early 2000s?
3: So it basically stems to, I used to go to the mall a lot. Was it DVD deals? (laughs) It wasn't DVD. Well, Uh. I I used to go to the Lehigh Valley Mall. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there there was no DVD deals, but there was, and it was like, this was before the Lehigh Valley Mall got redone to like some like fancy, like fucking promenade walking through with like a J Crew and all that shit.
0: I believe the word you're looking for is bougie.
3: But it's cool. pretty bougie, yeah. So there used to be this kiosk where it was like it was like the eyebrow threading, the guy that had the <laughs> the fucking toy helicopter, yeah. And then there was a DVD kiosk that was all bootlegs. It was just like,
1: yeah. and it wasn't called DVD. Deals? It wasn't you're called DVD. Describing <laughs> our experience with DVD. Deals. I don't,
3: it had a stupid name. I don't remember what it was. now, I mean, fucking fifteen years after the fact, right? But. Uh, yeah, it was just a. It was like one kind of weird younger guy that was selling bootleg like Euro and Asian horror films. Yeah, and I would go with one of my only friends that could drive, and we would buy these movies just because we didn't know what the fuck they were, but sure, they looked uh-huh. awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that was uh, basically. I we got uh, Suicide Club from them. Uh, I think we rented Two LDK because they had it at Blockbuster for some reason. Right. But I think he got a dish in there, uh, fucking, you know, all I that feel, shit. I
1: feel like this is something uh, I don't want to derail this with this th- conversation too much, but it's something we should talk about in the future with somebody. Yeah, is um, the influence of bootleg culture oh. on cinephilia mm-hmm. a and, and on B, music? Well, sure, sure, sure. But you know, fatness I want to talk about I want to talk about the movie aspect because. Among Cinephilia, there's such a strong pushback ar- about bootleg, And I get that like because we all know... If, if you are going to f- film <laughs> festivals enough, yeah. you know a, a director. Like It's actually not that hard to meet yeah. directors. True. So if you've met a director who's made a couple of indie films and they're trying to pay their bills and they can't, then it makes sense. Like, Well, bootlegs are bad. But for some of us... I mean, granted, those weren't small indie films. They were pretty large movies from the countries they came from. Yeah. But without those bootlegs in the late 90s i mean starting in the 80s but yeah for a lot of us in the late 90s early 2000s without those bootlegs we wouldn't know these movies yeah, how, yeah, how else would
0: we have seen shaolin soccer how else would right. you have see like there you go know. uh, i fucking, wouldn't have known about
3: any of that shit until uh, fucking probably now what's yeah. the
1: what's the what's the kung fu kung fu hustle no no no. the kung fu zombie movie that everyone Junk. got
3: oh the oh. fucking uh I can see the Versus. Oh, Versus I can see the cover in my head. Versus, yeah. it's
1: so funny because I saw it at a festival again recently, and yeah. it I, it's actually doesn't stand up No, well. it does not hold up. But well. at the time, Versus exploded on us. I like, remember like, yeah. loving Ugh.
3: it.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it Huge. was one of my favorite movies.
3: Does Shaolin Soccer hold up, though?
1: Shaolin and Soccer
0: and Kung think, Fu Hustle and all those Stephen Chow movies are still really good. Hmm. If you go back and watch... Uh, I don't like the Alien movie. The Alien movie's not so good. Yeah. But... Um, the good the bad and the weird that one the western yep, that, fucking that great. Was great yeah dude i, see I didn't not. see
1: into the west yet but i hear that's it's amazing the, it's actually not that great oh is it uh, parts of it are hilarious but overall it's well it's pretty good the, he has a sequel out too there's, oh uh, there's a second and the sequels unwatchable unwatchable i don't i don't i thought it was unwatchable that's right. just my the, don't take me you should watch it if you're listening but i personally <laughs> hated
0: it well, what is your intro to Asian horror? Like what was your entry point? We
1: talked about this a little bit with Mikkei, but uh I really think when it comes to specifically Asian horror. Yeah. Um, even though it's not strictly a horror movie, I think Versus was one of the first ones. Right. And then it went from Versus to Audition. I think Audition was my first Mike is what I said. Yeah. I think that's right. Sorry my memory is kind of shot, but I think it was that. And then I think it was from Audition to uh the eye, the ring. Oh man, the eye and was then eventually so good.
0: Ju-On. Yeah, Ju-On was so great too. I think
1: it was what's crazy is I, I saw the eye and I saw the ring, and I really liked them. Uh-huh. But Ju-On kind of pushed me over the edge, just to be like, you know what, this I'm, is fuck, a thing. I'm in. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember. Again, I'm not trying to change the subject per se, but do you remember when it switched? It seemed like at first, Asian horror really was just J horror. Yeah. Um, like it,
3: early two thousands.
1: Yeah, what did what was Tale of Two Sisters? Tale of the Two first, Sisters is the first. Was one? Was that the first
0: Korean that became one? the Korean thing? And then after that, Old Boy happened. Hmm. And once Old uh, Boy
1: happened, well, that okay. Was what actually, I I can disagree with you on this one. I actually saw Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance first. Oh wow, that's unfortunate. but I didn't like it. Yeah, I eat. didn't see that until now way later. I, oh, now I love it. It's actually yeah. my favorite of the three. But oh, at no. the time... See, my experience with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is similar to my experience with Suicide Club, which we, we're going to be discussing later. Yeah. But it was that it was so alien to me that I couldn't connect with it. I couldn't understand what it was I was watching. I couldn't really see it even. And then that... Like, I mean, I uh, this this switched for this later on, but mm. basically now I see them as... Wonderful, like, yeah. I, and I love old boy. Old boy's great. I love sympathy for Lady Vengeance is great, mm. but the rawness and love the sympathy for Mister Vengeance. It's something about it. It just really appeals to me now. Yeah, I, I mean, get
3: it. when I the first time I saw Suicide Club, I remember it just being fucking confusing yeah. and yep. like yeah, that's my I still not, had not that. like not like scary, but like unsettling like what the fuck to a was point. That? Yeah, and like even still, like rewatching it now as an adult still sort of confusing. Yeah. Well,
0: no, re rewatching it now, is still just like, but wait. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. It's I a mean, head-scratcher for sure.
3: I had to read, read oh, like additional sources mm. and I, I think that there's plot lines that were cut or should have like developed more and I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there supposed to be like a sequel on deck or like some type of...
1: I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, Sion Sono. I'm probably saying his name wrong, so I apologize, but that's, I'm just pronouncing it how I'm pronouncing it. Right. Sono went on to make a lot of movies. He's still really popular. People really like his, his shit. Right. So I think if he wanted to get a sequel made, I think he could. I think there there's some
3: type of like supplementary uh work that's but supposed I, to explain but everything a I, lot more. See,
1: everything I've read suggests that the extra stuff... Because I think there was a manga and something else too. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But of. but that it doesn't explain it more. That it's still confusing. <laughs> it's still weird. That mm. that that it's I mean, are we going to get into it? Do we want to get into it? Do you want to do that about, one first? Talk about your experience. You yeah. didn't mention how oh. you first got into Asian horror. Uh, I but think... I will say, the one thing I didn't say was DVD uh, deals was a huge part of Yeah, for Asia. sure. I mean, granted, that's also where I got, like, Hero mm-hmm. and um, Battle uh, Royale and, and oh, fucking yeah. up I forgot about that one. On, yeah. Bach, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. on Bach. movies, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, So there was a lot of stuff I got at DVD deals. But I, that, the, the, I will say, though, um, uh, that experience, though, was also a bit alienating, too, in that uh, a lot of those movies I got because I wanted martial arts. Yeah. And we started getting the horror movies. It, it was a little upsetting at first. I mean, I think Ringu and The Eye are actually really approachable. Like, yeah. I think those are not hard movies to understand or to see. Uh-huh. But I think that, um, like, as we're going to say, Suicide Club is so, so alienating. Yeah. And I think some of the, like, I don't know if you guys. Early on saw is it a uh, Uzubaki? Oh yeah. 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 Or uh Tetsuo the Iron Man? Yeah. Tetsuo I didn't so.
3: see until I was in college, but it's still kind of still disturbing. It's on Shutter out. now, and I watched
0: it recently. I'm like still like Yeah, it's
1: whoa.
3: hard to get through. It's not an easy movie.
1: And it sure. doesn't pour over into you know what they have going on right now with like Tokyo Gore Police or Zabi. Which I'm not crazy about. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a whole. I would say that's a whole other genre. That extreme, yeah,
0: that extreme thing started with like Guinea Pig Zero and like all those weird.
1: Yeah, but Guinea Pig Zero is not funny. No, it's not. These movies are those extreme, extreme gore movies are supposed. I think they're supposed to be funny. But they're not. Machine Girl and oh, they're not funny. funny. I hate them. But. Everybody. Well, I don't hate all of them. I thought Yakuza Weapon was actually pretty good. I, good. I remember that one. Yeah, that's. Do the... you
0: remember Junk? Do you remember that movie? No, that was one where the it's like there's got this inexplicable white soldier in there, and he has to like go into a building and never saw it. All these Yakuza dudes become zombies, and there's a scene in there where the one guy pulls off a piece of his own meat and eats it. It's fucking crazy. Gross. It's Wait, terrible. so what was your introduction to Asian horror? We didn't cover it. Um, Uzumaki was probably the first, and then after really Uzumaki. Yeah. Wow, Wild Zero. As well, too, as horror, it's, he's killing zombies with guitar picks. I don't know. It's fair, um, and also there were other weird ones. There was one where these dead children kept on appearing. Places. Did you see that one? There, it's it was so. See, that was the thing about Asian horror at that time that really got me. Movies like Dark Water, mm-hmm. movies like um, these movies had things that happened, but they it almost seems like the one weird anomaly in an entire normal movie, and that's what turns <laughs> the tone for all of the movie, and that's what. Huh. I found so enchanting with these movies that I watched religiously. There was a place at 8th and Market. No, 8th and uh, Chestnut that was like all the kids after school would go and play Pokemon and stuff. And there's one dude that worked there that had all the bootleg DVDs, like DVD deals did. And so I went there. And that dude, he's the one who gave me um The Host. He gave me – um what other movies? Um a bittersweet life, like these weirdo Korean drama. Movies. Oh yeah, totally, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. totally. And totally, then totally. he also was the one that hit me to all like the Asian, like the the Chinese
1: horror. Did they also it. have anime there? They did. That's where I got Legend of the Overfiend. Ah, uh, you're a Soka Doji. Yeah. See, I still my, haven't watched mine,
3: mine didn't have the anime, so it wasn't. I, I, I need to admit it wasn't all just horror. Yeah. But he, he did have a lot of like just also like weird foreign film sure, so i sure, saw sure. that was how i saw the yakuza papers for the first time oh right? sure he had yeah. all those yeah and it was like a lot of like like weird yakuza and like noir kind of shit yeah. yeah of
0: course so. i gotta say that's the one thing that really makes me sad about the death of physical media that we don't have these uh, well, enclaves
3: you're not gonna just go to a place and discover yeah
0: something you're not like gonna that. find you know like think about the first time you saw zombie by fulci like yeah. It wasn't because someone was giving it to you. It was because you walked into a video store and it was like...
1: The guy made fun of me when weird, I rented it. Weirdly, I got it at Blockbuster because I always think of Blockbuster as being very tame. Yo, yeah,
3: I did too. They, my Mine had that one and I think it skipped, so it was that and then like Zombie 3, <laughs> which fucking blows. <laughs> and well, it's,
0: actually, Zombie 3 is a Zombie 2 because Zombie 1 is supposed to be Night of the Living Dead. And then right. Zombies break. No, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, yeah. of the dead. sorry. Yeah. But yeah. it's
3: it's it's bad
0: yeah no zombie 3 is the one in the philippines right
3: yeah oh. sucks sucks real bad i mean I'd, I'd watch it right now if you put it on <laughs> I, would, so I would too bad. but it's not great yeah i'd rather watch like nightmare city oh
0: yeah which is coming oh, off nightmare of shutter soon so fucking phenomenal that. movie dude, love it's city. so great just buy it dude. Just hugo buy it is in that movie
3: buy yeah. it watch it every day hugo <laughs> stieglitz
0: you
1: love <laughs> the stieglitz yeah. Okay, anyway, we're, we're so off track. Yeah, but, but I, think I think, but again, I think you're right. I think we could, and Evan, we'll have you on for this. Maybe we'll have uh, a friend of the show, Joseph Gervais, on since he used to do this. He was actually leg. the conduit through which I discovered
0: Ichi and like all those other movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. I, I'm sure he was for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I think that question around bootleg culture and how important yeah. it is for a certain generation and how younger kids now it sounds insane to them. Yeah. And that part of, I mean, this is what. This is what I'm saying when, when I talk about, neither one of you write for Cinepunks, but in theory,
4: <laughs> I say when I, I
1: talk about writing for Cinepunks, yeah. this is what I want. Cine, I want Cinepunks to be, These the, op-ed we say this all the time, the, the mixtape of movies. A bastion yeah. of bootleg. maybe maybe mixtape is so fucking alien a concept now that it doesn't work anymore. Uh, playlist of movies. But w- I guess what I could also say is, I want Cinepunks to be your movie store employee. The right. guy who's like, oh, you get you get that. Oh, you should check this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the fucking first. The first. The shot on video, Juon, because I went in the video store and I had rented some other uh, Asian horror film, yeah. and the guy was like, oh, you yeah, like that? Well, have you seen this? The owen is a. Uh, Get this one. We have, we have the next one too, but we get this one first. And I got it, and I was like, Oh, it's oh, fucking terrifying. You know
4: what another and movie- then he was
1: like and then he was like, Okay, this is actually the same movie, just shot with more budget, but it's still gonna fucking terrify you. And I watch it, I'm like how is this the same movie? And I'm as scared as I was in the last movie. It doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> I thought of another movie, Save the Green Planet. Remember that one? Yeah, that movie. I watched. So I bought that movie at that place at Ethan Market or Ethan yeah. Chestnut. Yeah. And when I watched it, we watched it on Mike Bukowski's roof when he lived on on Tasker Street. Sure. Damn. So it was like all those dudes, like all the Belgas guys. Yeah. And we watched that shit on the roof while we ate like these vegan cracker chocolate things. It was one of the most fun movie nights that I can recall. Like Yo,
1: we were at. I I was at. Princeton Record Exchange with friend of the show, Sean Bettis Sign. Yeah. He was just Sean Bettis, and he purchased that movie. Ugh. And then he was like, you need to see this movie. It's, it's fucking It's so insane. amazing. Yeah, it's so great. Have you seen this?
3: I have. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. Also, shout out to Mike Bukowski. Big ups
0: and to Mike yeah. Bukowski. Yeah, I like Mike.
1: And also Gene.
3: Yeah, and Gene's Gene. also great. <laughs>
1: I love them. Okay. Agreed. Uh, so let's talk about these movies. Do you want to start with Suicide Club? We should do them in order of release. So that was Suicide Club first. Suicide right? Club, yeah. two thousand one. All right. Dude. So have you guys seen any other? Have you seen this guy's movies? He's no, I don't know Suicide what else. He's I don't made. think
3: that I have. I think this is the only one I've seen. In this. <sighs> Are talk they all make?
1: this fucky and weird? Uh, in their own way, yes. Mm. Talk about. Are you a fan? Well, we'll get into it. But talk about. I want to hear from each of you. Your first. You mentioned a little bit, but your first experience with Suicide Club dude
0: it opens with a fucking ball twister like it's so crazy yeah. and i remember watching it, just being like oh what the fuck is happening and then i had the same reaction when i watched it again for this episode yeah i, I watched like,
3: it i watched it with my older sister <laughs> and she like the one who was a goblin with us yeah yeah right she was like unaffected
0: because i'm a friend and
3: I, I was know. just like, yeah, oh, this is uh pretty intense. Yeah. I dude. was like maybe in ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade. Oh,
0: man. I couldn't even imagine watching
3: that in high, that oh, high school. I mean, at that point, I was already fucking ruined because my dad let me watch <laughs> The Shining when I was like, 12, like 10 or 12. <laughs> so good. So, like, so at good. that point. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Sien so Sono has made a lot of films. I just wanted to check his list just to make sure I, I knew which ones I had seen. Um, and there's a bunch on here that I know of that I haven't seen. But what I have seen is uh, 2010's Cold Fish. Whoa. Um, not for me. I couldn't I couldn't really connect to it. I, I need to re-watch it, I think, because a lot of people I know really love it. But I just could I couldn't get down 2013's Why Don't You Play in Hell? Oh, uh, yeah, no, that, that was That was in yeah. my top 10 of that year. Also just on shutter. I didn't realize it was the same guy. I have 2014's, I have 2014's nice. seen that. Tokyo Tribe?
0: Nice. Uh, Heaven's a uh, terrible
1: the, movie. The only Japanese hip hop musical, musical I've ever seen in my life. Dude,
0: and it will be the last one you'll ever see. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's unwatchable.
1: Um. See, we're saying that, but I we should we should pull back a little bit because a lot of people we know love it. Yeah, that still doesn't change the fact that it's. I mean, that's, then, that's their prerogative. I, and yeah. I, then I'm stoked to see 2016's, but it's just coming here now. Anti porno. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I hear it's fucking amazing. Yeah. So those are the other ones. In between, he's made a lot of other movies. Whether that is, um, Balloon Club Revisited, Hazard, Strange Circus, Into a Dream, Father's Day. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, he's made actually made a lot of movies. Uh, hair extensions, love exposure. Be sure to share. Make the last wish. Guilty of romance. Uh, bad film. Uh, yeah, that I feel was, like you're just making this out. shit up now. No. Uh, Shinjuku <laughs> Swan. Tag. Oh wow, yeah. Tag. I actually heard of from 2015, uh, but I haven't seen it. Virgin Psychics, uh, Whispering Star, Love and Peace, and then. More recently, uh 2017, he put out a movie called Tokyo Vampire Hotel, mm-hmm. which it I about? hear is awesome. Werewolves? <laughs> yeah, weirdly, it's about werewolves. Uh, let's see. Manami is captured by bloodthirsty trigger-happy vampires and taken to their hotel, where they keep prisoners as future meals. They are all instructed to find a partner to survive when a vampire clan from Transylvania interferes.
0: See, that's what I'm saying. The whole title is exactly
1: that. So it's basically
0: Twilight. <laughs> I wouldn't know. We haven't seen Twilight, Evan. We're discerning cinephiles.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Totally a lie. I watched it. Sorry, it's I, true. Blood. I, I've never, I've never seen it. That's true true blood. Blood. Uh,
4: so
1: uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I, was, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch a movie called Tokyo Vampire Hotel. Yeah, I would yeah, watch that for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Sounds so, like a band.
0: What is what is your relationship about Tokyo Vampire Weekend? Oh, uh,
1: so we talk. I, I, I feel
0: Wait, like I feel you like didn't p- give us your reaction to?
1: Uh, yeah for some reason i thought we had talked about this but we haven't no um, the first time i saw this movie as i said it was so alien and so off-putting and i was expecting a horror like say what you will about the iconography of the eye mm-hmm. or the iconography of ringu or any of these movies that have these sort of very japanese things that we could talk about like uh mm-hmm. The hair, you know, whenever you see someone with long black hair from behind, that's yeah. a fucking ghost. That's you just thing. know that's yeah. a ghost, you know, or a few things like that, like uh, just like fades, particular fades you see in these yeah, movies. Yeah, people, the time. people behind at a certain angle yeah. or reflections. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's all these sort of like cultural themes that you know. It took me a while to kind of know, and and I would actually argue that I don't know. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But first, with Suicide Club, there's none of that shit. It's its uh-huh. own thing yeah, and its it own totally style. totally completely outside. in a but weird way. But I would also way. say and so does Sure, sure, cool. sure, sure. But totally shifts all the time. Is it going to be a procedural? Is it going to be a gore movie? Is it going to be a mm-hmm. weird... Like, it's not clear that the movie knows what it's going to be. And I feel like that's on purpose. Yeah. And then reading him, writing about the film, I mean, he literally said that the movie should be interpreted as a fuck you to Japan. That this is like his movie about his anger and frustration with his own country, which makes me think that that's what's going on with the press coverage, with the teenagers, with the ways that everyone is handling this confusing issue. Wow, I didn't know that. That Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he literally a different life. Well, and and having seen a lot of his movies, which are pretty intense films, he Mm. calls it his angriest movie. Which I'm like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Um, So all that to say, watching it now. The fact that it never resolves, that it has yeah, multiple, no idea what multiple plot lines that don't go anywhere yeah. or get explained, in a any million way. red herrings and just goo that they don't even tell you why it's there. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I love that. Wow. I love
3: it. It really bothered me as a yeah. teenager watching this movie because, yeah. like, I want to know, like why are these fucking rolls of skin showing up? Like, what's the significance of that? Yeah. What's this weird glam band with a fucking bootleg David Bowie? Like, what's that? What's happening? With and that? the
1: squished animals, which is yeah. so yes. it's still like, why are, with why are people up. in
3: bags just fucking writhing around on a bowling yeah. alley lane? Like, why Dude, is that happening? so
0: crazy?
1: Or the, the idea that the children are, be, that the, the you know, I mean, for real, uh, People who write about this movie go all over the place. Like people have been like, Clearly it's about pedophilia, that it's about a hidden culture of pedophilia. Which I kind of buy not just with the children cult thing, but really with the child stars. Yeah. Yeah. That they're sexualized and that they're put out there and that, you know, almost there's a suggestion that almost they're getting that they're behind whatever's going on and it's like a revenge of some kind or something. Mm. I don't but know. But
3: that, that that plot line is the most confusing of all of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like It makes no fucking sense to me. None. Absolutely no sense. But again, maybe we shouldn't be... My feeling now... Is that we shouldn't be looking for the trail. It's fun to look, to experience where the movie's taking you. Because the movie isn't... It's not the holy mountain. You know, it's not just symbols. But... I think it's purposefully not resolving itself. So just feel that. What is that tension? Yeah. And I wonder if that's the point at which it's making a commentary. Just the is whole because, like, unsettling of it. Well, not, yeah, and like the idea that like with all these sort of issues he seems to be concerned about, that there isn't no there is no clear solution. Mm. There's no clear option to what's going on with the kids or under. It's like really, it's a it's a film about all the ways that a culture can be alienated from itself, that no one understands themselves. And that's, it goes oh, wow. to the movie, right? Like, yeah. do you know him? Do you know <laughs> yourself? Do you Are you alienated from yourself? Like, I think that's really what's going on there. But again, our need to say, and therefore this is what it means, is part of the problem, that we're looking for this meaning that might not be there.
3: I think right. also like peer pressure is a big underlying factor. Because if you notice, almost like an overwhelming majority of the people that kill themselves in this movie are teens and young adults. Yeah. Right. Save for, uh, what's the fucking police uh, Like Corona, I think his name was (laughs) like, save for him. And I think like his wife, almost
0: every single, all young adults. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Wow. Yeah. This movie is great.
3: Yeah. I mean, I did say that it didn't bother me as an adult, that things don't get resolved, but it kind of does still. I actually, I'll take that back. Because it's, it's just one of those things where I want to know. Like, I yeah. want to know what the, like...
0: What the shit is.
3: Yeah, like, I want to know what the discerning factor was to make this happen, and mm-hmm. then why it's happening,
0: you know? Did you guys see that movie Survive Style 5? No. no. This also has the same type of thing, where it's, like, it's, like, different stories that don't intersect at all, but then when they do, they're so weird that you're like,
1: I don't fucking get this at all. No. I guess we never actually broke it down but hopefully I mean, if people ha- are hear us talking about this movie that you've seen it but if you haven't seen it it is it is literally there's a phenomena of suicides. It's,
3: it takes place over th- like six days. Yeah. yeah
1: it's never clear if the suicides are coordinated or if they're related if yeah. they're supernaturally motivated mm-hmm. if there's some sort of haunting going on yeah. if it's like a club or there's an organization or if it's subliminal messages by a young it's not even a teen group it's like Preteen girl yeah. group,
3: yeah, like like uh One Direction, but like ten years younger. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, great movie. <laughs> it's
1: so
0: crazy. As we discuss it now, I realize, like, man, I love this movie.
3: Yeah, and there's that that like hacker that finds the website where it's just like blinking yep. dots yep. that denote people that have killed themselves, and yeah. what it's like is it male and female? Like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. different color dots
1: mean yep. different things. Yeah. Again, it's <clears throat> the red. Unlike so, you know. Similarly, if you're watching, say, like a classic Giali, you yeah. know, film. Chialo? Giallo. Yeah. Giallo. Yeah, I was saying the plural of that. But if you're watching a classic Red, there are so many red herrings a lot of times, especially right. like some of the ones I think aren't that great. But there's, there's like a specific theme to it. Sure, sure, sure. But what I mean by that is the red herrings pretty quickly like resolve themselves. Mm-hmm. What Suicide Club does that is so infuriating, but I also think it's kind of brilliant, is no red herring, no explanation of this movie is sufficient, but none of them are proven absolutely wrong.
3: But yeah. literally nothing gets resolved.
1: No, but that's what I'm saying is that like, usually in a film you would go one direction or the other and that like, nothing really makes sense or everything, everything you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. this is like, oh, it really could have been this, but maybe it's not.
3: But that, I think that, that in itself is what I like the most about this movie and I find sure. it the most unsettling is just, it opens and like, 56, I think, schoolgirls just jump Jump, in front of a train. Jump in front of a train. And then towards the end of the movie, it's just the one main character, something happens, and then that's it. Yeah. You don't get any, like... No resolution. There's no No, resolution. You don't know what happens to her. No feeling of completeness. You don't know who was behind it.
1: Well, and I think it's also telling to his story. It's uh, instruct... No. It's revelatory of his storytelling style, a, com- a combination to a storytelling style, that we care, right? Like, yeah. if I were to tell you there's a movie and all this stuff happens and they never really explain it and it ends completely unresolved, You'd be like, that, sounds like, a, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds, sounds like kind of a yeah, it sounds kind of like a, a narrative cock tease, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah. why do I care? But, like, I fucking care. Yeah. Like, get, I want to know. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And, like, the characters are not unlikable, so you want to know what happens to them. Totally. So you want to follow that through to the end. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Do you think this is the sort of film that with enough thought, reflection, whatever, that something would actually be revealed that you would figure something out? Mm. I don't
0: think so at all. Yeah. I don't think if you ruminate for any length of time that anything will make sense. And that's by design. Yeah. That's how this movie was planned, I feel. Yeah.
3: You know? like Which I guess, if you think about it, is good. Like sure. I I mean... I say that I want a resolution. I say that I want to know what happens. But, you know, but if I you don't. got one, you would not be psyched. right. I wouldn't be. Yeah. It'd be yeah, some I mean, like dumb bullshit.
1: That's you know? the other thing I wonder too is if it. I, and this is just my projection. Mm. But whenever a movie is this unwilling to resolve itself, I always take it as a little bit of a critique of our need for resolution. Yeah. Right. That we're all waiting around for the answer anyway. It's and such like, that
3: think, right. think about what happens when you get the answer. It's like the end of it, where it's just like an orb of light. Yeah. Like that the sucks. Deadlights. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah.
0: such that the the build-up is way more the the, the attention-grabber. Yeah, sure. That's, even if you did resolve it, there's nothing that could compare to, the, to what it's we have satisfying. now. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think also, though, and uh, I think uh, both these movies kind of highlight it, but I think some of the other movies we've talked about get there even more. There's some feeling I have, and I wonder if you all feel this, that... Um, it's easy to like read a Wikipedia article and then think you culturally get what's going on in a film. Yeah. But I wonder to what extent there are things that are like the Cosby sweater problem. You know what I mean? So like, uh, can 20... I know,
0: wait, do you know what the Cosby sweater
1: problem is when you say that? When, when Liam says that I can assume, but I'm not hundred percent. I'm about to explain it. Okay. okay. Go. Yeah. And like, say, let's say we have this podcast and like 25 years from now, someone listens to this podcast and I go blah, 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 like a Cosby sweater. Chances are twenty years from now no one's going to know what a fucking Cosby sweater is, right? right? Um, I wonder if that translates across cultures where like I read a Wikipedia article and I have someone explain to me why black hair mm-hmm. in a Japanese horror movie matters or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's not the same as living it, right right? Like even if I explain to you uh like I, the reason this comes up for me, as you know, is because I've done theological stuff where we're dealing with like ancient texts, yeah, and whenever I read any old text. Besides the obvious translation issues, you also think Cosby sweater. Yeah, what is is there something there that has a resonance? If I explain to you when I say Cosby sweater, I'm referencing uh, a show in which a rapist uh, (laughs) fooled American to think he was a good person. Right, that's not the same as us now actually knowing Cosby. You know what I mean? Like that's different. What are the experiences of these films that someone? can try to explain to me, but they don't resonate with me because I'm not in that context. And I'm not even okay, saying, time, yeah. and I'm not saying that that is present in Suicide Club, but it might be. Maybe yeah. Suicide Club would But it, it can be
0: said about any movies, though, right? Like, Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, Exist yeah. in a I mean, time.
1: You're
3: never going to understand everything.
1: I guess I think about it more. Well, yeah. A, that's true. Yeah. B, I, I, for whatever reason, I think about it more with these films because... In some cases, Suicide They're, Club being one, but uh, in some of the other ones too, I am trying to figure it out. I am yeah, trying to connect. Just like, with I it. just don't get it. Whereas, like some of the European films, where there might also be those things, uh-huh. I I don't notice it, and I don't I don't know why. Maybe it's I don't emotionally care, or maybe they don't use as much visual symbolism. But again, uh-huh. like I, how many people saw the Japanese version of The <laughs> Ring yeah. and didn't even fucking understand? The black hair thing. Yeah, so. well, yeah, yeah, and a few different things like that. Like I don't know. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that. it's not an issue. Maybe I'm making nothing out of nothing. But it's just something I wanted to put out for y'all to talk about. Is yeah, no. is there is there a gap for us with some of these movies or not? Can we cross <laughs> it? I, I, I think about the same thing with like I find Tokyo Tribe terrible. Yeah, partly because I think the rapping is so bad. Yeah, but maybe that doesn't matter for Japanese hip hop. Like I like I actually have no idea if there are like people in the music scene in tokyo watching that movie going oh yeah fucking right like, this is some good shit i don't know yeah, yeah. i mean i think there's
3: definitely going to be a disconnect with something that's foreign to you yeah
1: especially like, like
0: you, considering yeah. where you're going to navigate now not only a culture gap but an age gap yeah so these oh, things right like right right, the right double of that is already confusing to begin with you're way off base at that point
3: you know what i mean like so like you'll, you'll get like a rudimentary understanding of it but you're never gonna really.
1: Know. Yeah, Grace, were you... you gonna say something? You like you looked like you were gonna say something. Okay.
0: <laughs>
3: I just realized
1: we were going so fast. I was and you had holding your mic, and I was like, I want to make sure that she has something.
2: Well, like I, I like... think you. The, the more you expose yourself to, um, film and and TV shows, right from that culture, right. Uh, the more the context uh, and, becomes clear, and and from that culture's pop culture, yeah, you will you will become more and more nuanced in. Your understanding right. of it, and plus, if you got a friend, yeah, you know, totally, no, totally, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, because like, especially with, especially with a lot of Asian stuff, there's, there's um, subtleties in the, uh, there's subtleties, <laughs> you know. There, there's there's all of these subtle things, these unspoken things that have such great meaning. Right, exactly. They're, because they're an affront to what's considered polite, what's considered respectful. Right, right. Blah blah blah. You watch a film or you watch a TV show or like a you know Korean drama and you're like, nothing's happening right now. But why is this person so shamed or embarrassed? Yeah. Like, what I, is feeding this? You. Know, I think
1: that's true in a couple. Uh, you know, beat kishi. <clears throat> you know, Takeshi to, to Kitano, yeah. and some of his more subtle Yakuza films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, there's a lot of like cultural stuff going on with yeah. like shame and honor. And I'm like, he hasn't beaten anyone up in like an half. you know, at least yeah. when I, you know, the first mm-hmm. time I saw a couple, because I don't know if you guys had this experience you're getting into these uh, Asian horror or Asian action <laughs> or whatever. Sometimes you hit that realm of Yakuza film Where there's actually no violence. It's just all really intense conversations, and then someone cuts a finger off, and you're like, What (laughs) What the fuck is going on? (laughs) B. Takeshi has a couple movies like that. that Did you see the the one? I can't fucking remember
3: what it was called, but it's just like he's in it, and the movie is like 90% fucking baseball. Like amateur baseball, Whoa. <laughs> and then he like gets guns at some point, and I yes. think kills something. Yes, I it? have seen that. I don't Boiling Point, I think, is that movie? Yeah, Boiling Point. Yeah, that's wow. what I'm just saying. There's wow. so much fucking baseball in that movie that at one point I remember talking to Phil and being like,
1: "Are we watching a sports movie? Like, well, what the fuck is this?" I mean, even the one he did that was like the American one, Brother, where it's like him yeah. and the. Uh, Who's in that? That's not Omar Epps, but it's. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. But even that one, which is supposed to be like an American translation, there are moments where I'm like, I don't understand what's happening right now, and I think <laughs> it's it's part of that distance. But I think you're you're bringing up a very good point, Grace. Is like the more you watch it, the more you hope you get. But again, I think I think part of my issue with Suicide Club is I thought. That was what was going on, right. is that there was a cultural chasm between me and the movie. That and now I've watched a lot of Japanese films. I don't, I'm certainly no expert, but I feel like yeah. I know that the chasm has not lessened. And I feel like <laughs> the chasm is there for Japanese audiences, too, yeah. that, that, that there's no secret cultural touchstone to Suicide Club where I'm like, I figured it out. Right, it's right, blah. Right. It's like, no, no, it's just a gap. And he wants that gap to be there, and he's fucking with the audience because yeah, he's really mad Intentionally about weird. Yeah. I think the only thing I haven't figured out is exactly what it is he's bad about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man.
2: Well, maybe he's... Um, I haven't seen the film, but... <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But knowing, knowing um, about you know, the epidemic of high suicide rate amongst young people, not only in Japan, but in Korea, which is where my family's from, um, in such a highly ordered... Um, technologically advanced society where everybody uh everybody's goals are pretty much the same. It's like a conical effect. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. like um taking the same exams to go to the same top schools and only a certain amount of people get in. And if you don't get in, you are going you're destined to be an ordinary person.
4: Sure. Um, yeah.
2: And because of that, because you're um because your potential is capped at an age, yeah. um, and after a certain amount of attempts, you get no more um, that despite all of this highly ordered, you know, shiny digital life, convenient life, there is um a lot of nihilism, you know mm. It doesn't matter that we're technologically advanced, it doesn't matter that we're modern humans, there's um, no point in living, you know. Whoa! <laughs> Fuck. That's just my guess.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, okay, so okay, so how does we, this should, compare? we should we should switch gears to two LDK, yeah. which how seems does way more upbeat. It really well, yeah, does. I mean, this is the thing: is that I think two LDK is like a a romp, hmm. like a fun romp compared to Suicide Club. It's my I favorite agree.
3: of the two. Wow, I'm I don't know, know about sh- all, all that. I'm going to strongly
1: yeah. disagree. Mm-hmm. I like it.
0: It was part of a thing, though. Like, there were two directors. And, there was a
1: series called Duels.
0: Yeah, and Ryohei Kitamura was the other guy who directed Sky High. And then yep. this was that other director's uh, contribution to this. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, you have two roommates. They're both actresses. <laughs> they're both trying out for the same,
4: same part. spot, and they're in the they same They have a,
1: a heightening level of tension around, you know, rivalry, female stuff. Uh, it's a little misogynistic, some of it, but I don't know. It's also... I think some of it's kind of realistic, actually. Yeah, it's also Uh, an hour
0: long. (laughs) But then it just keeps
1: heightening and heightening until uh, the argument suddenly becomes physical, and then it becomes intensely violent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, spoiler, they both die. (laughs) And then they find out they both got the part that they were all upset about. Yeah. Which is just, like, a mean thing to put at the end of your movie. (laughs) My favorite
3: part about that is to, like... They end up, when they kill each other, both of them are just like, we're going to regret this. And then the one girl's like, I know. And then the other girl just says, good luck. And then that's it.
4: <laughs> yeah. Then they just so, yeah. That is, but it's, it's
3: just, it, I think it perfectly captures, like, have you ever lived with someone that you're friends with, but they just do shit that, like, fucking under you? grates you. Just, like, gets <laughs> really, just, like, grinds your gears. Yeah. And, like, you you want to be nice about it, but you also, like, Don't want them to touch your shit or like eat your food.
1: Oh, so that's the one you identify with, is the one who's uptight about her stuff. Yeah, 100%. I definitely definitely identify with the other one more.
3: It's like one of those things where you can only get walked on so much before you're finally just like, fuck this, I'm done. And
0: now you're stabbing.
3: Right. And then you hit your roommate with a toilet tank.
1: How many roommates have you murdered? (laughs) I mean, I'd
3: be lying if I said that I didn't want to kill Clinton Donnie. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Um, yeah, I, I guess the thing is, is that the reason I prefer Suicide Club is just there's more there to think yeah. about. This is a very light film, but and again, it's a very short film. It's very but hard it's very to, entertaining. But for
3: as it quick is. as it is, there's, they really get a lot in. They do.
1: Yeah, you know? and I, and I understand that it's short because it was supposed to be paired with another. They were supposed to be right. released together. I don't know if that ever worked out. But I that's how no I. I
3: mean, my it. my release copy of it, and I believe there's a like an official one now that is just two LDK. Oh wow! Which I also read that apparently the name is indicative of the apartment that they live in. Right. Uh-huh. So it's what like two bedroom, living room, dining room, kitchen. Oh, yeah. is that yeah. what that is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Here you go. It's a. Apparently, it's very recognizable if you. It's a very a recognizable, recognizable acronym. But it yeah. also seems like a huge place for Japan. Like, yeah, I thought that as well. I mean, even for roommates, it just seemed like a lot of space, yeah. and it has a yeah. fucking. Macaw Fountain
3: yeah like a giant fucking forest kind of deal but
1: they kind of make the joke that this was the director's girlfriend's place or his mistress's place place, you know so I don't know but even
3: still like for the most rich people in Japan like apartments aren't huge no (laughs) So no. mm. it was. It- I, I,
0: uh, so See, that's I, the thing, though. This movie just leads me to questions like this. It doesn't lead me to questions that Suicide Circle leads.
3: And me I don't to. think it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah, and I like, get it, that. But it wraps everything up at the end.
1: I mean, I think that's the thing. Is the challenge was a movie with only two characters? Uh, uh, what was it? I think the rules were something like only two characters, only one space that they yeah. couldn't leave the part, the the set. And I think there, there's. I think in both movies they're supposed to fight. Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, it accomplished what it set out to do and, and in brutal. a very entertaining, brutal way. Yeah. I mean, what did you think of the violence? In it was movie? so brutal. I mean, getting hit in the head with a
3: toilet tank <laughs> cover. That, I think that was the worst part.
1: Yeah, it was intense.
0: Yeah. There was another movie that I saw that was part of this duel thing. And it was where uh, it was, dude had to fight a demon. There were like a temple and like there was a demon that came there and like they had to fight each other. Are you sure you're not
3: thinking of Street Fighter?
0: Definitely not thinking of Street Fighter. Definitely a different demon. But this was part of the duels thing. Was
1: one of them a Brazilian beast guy and he when he rolled over electricity (laughs) came out? Yeah,
4: that,
3: Yeah, that that was the one. But who's in Mortal Kombat? Was it the dad from Adam's family? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Raul Julia? Oh sure, uh, yeah, yeah, playing yeah, M yeah, Bison. Yeah. yeah, that was in Mortal Kombat. The Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Was that Street Fighter? Yeah, he Mortal plays, Kombat's he one where M- the guy
0: has like the spider arms. He he plays plays, oh fuck! He plays right,
1: M right. Bison. Yeah. And uh, wait, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the? He, he's not Russian though, right? Is he? Russian? M Bison? I don't yeah. think so. it's What's supposed it? to be
0: Mike Tyson, but it was M Bison. And then is right. that true? Yeah, that's who was supposed to be the main dude. But they sw But they changed his and name. They changed his name. Yeah. Yeah. For. Uh, whatchamacallit? Trademark. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking weird. But anyway, not important.
3: I mean all that kind of s- is. All that
1: to say, I definitely would recommend to LDK, but there's not really that much to get into other than like um this so, question, which I think is worth asking. Right. Is this a is this a like a misogynistic film? It
0: definitely caters to low denominators in it. But I mean, it's not like low brow. No, it's not no, low not brow. No, not at all. But no. I,
1: I you just you have a movie in which two women are being very petty and very. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the way that it ramps up, I think, is actually kind of humorous and fun if you're yeah. okay with violence. But they aren't certainly the best examples of. of they sort of embody some female stereotypes. I, guess, I mean, is what I'm trying
3: I to say. I will say that there are uh, like a lot of things. There are certain aspects that don't read well,
1: right? But yeah,
3: but I also I got off more of like a like a, a levity. A, well, I mean. I got less of, like, a misogynistic vibe and more sure. of just, like, a stereotypical roommates, like, you can't live with everyone kind of deal. Yeah. You know? I mean,
1: I definitely read a lot of people writing about the film who didn't feel, who felt like it wasn't, the, and, and in fact, that, that, like, there's, in some sense, a little bit of complexity in these characters and that you like and dislike them. Like, yeah. both yeah. characters have flaws, yeah. but they neither one is, like, just awful that there, they, there's a little bit of charm to them as well. Yeah, there's no clear cut. I uh, didn't have one I was rooting. For. I didn't have yeah. one I was rooting for over the other per se. I was just was watching this thing unfold. Yeah, I would agree to that as well.
4: Yeah, but
1: although I did like the one that was listening to like. Fucking
3: doggy hoods or whatever.
1: Yeah, what was she listening to? There's
3: a <laughs> I, weird I, I tried looking it up and I couldn't find. The this life is, me this is it if it you are the, if
1: you are someone who can do a little research for us, especially if you can if you uh, can figure it out for us. If you can read Japanese, if you live in Japan and uh, no, send me we records. Can't, we can't find. Yeah, well that, but we can't find the. I could not find the soundtrack for this movie. I don't there's think a, there is. one. There's honestly. a point at which one of the roommates is freaking out. She puts on metal. Yeah, and what she's listening to, I thought was kind of hype. I was like, what is this? <laughs> is yeah, it was
3: bad. It wasn't bad. It was yeah. like. Kind of Napalm Deathy, sort of,
1: but with a little bit of a, there was a little, a little bit of, There was a little bit of a Prong vibe. Yeah, there right. was some Prong going on. A little there. brainwave thing. Prongish. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Prongy, but it was a Japanese. It wasn't an Amer. It wasn't an American release.
3: But mm. there's no like credits that have anything no, that nothing. I could tell. So yeah, yeah.
1: There you go. Let us know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think we're just gonna wrap yeah, up, right?
3: right? Yeah, I mean so, uh, we uh, we basically covered the everything. Long, you, you took and, notes for? Yeah. Nice. I didn't even need to do it, but I did.
1: <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna. That's how
0: organized you are. We
1: we are though an internationally focused podcast, so right. we will continue to uh, plug these depths
4: of to, international to, film. To,
1: yeah, to check out um, not just uh, uh, Asian extreme films, but uh, we also have not really covered as much Euro horror as we could. But right? you guys can't cover Euro Russian extreme.
0: films. No.
1: Well, I mean we are not allowed to cover Russian yeah, films. Definitely
0: at the at the risk of bodily harm. We we had someone write
1: a well, I was just saying this on the air, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it doesn't matter. At we, this point. we had a friend write a Russian uh, write a review of a Russian film and a local Philly dude threatened us. Yep. And said that Russian film was his world. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to, to to cover it. It was tough. Nerd beef. Mm. It was really, and this dude is like connected to the, yeah. to the scene. How many tracksuits do you think he owns?
2: What the? Sergio Ticini. Whoa. Crispy. Anyway, moving oh on.
0: <laughs>
1: Anyways, we got threatened once because of Russian film. What? Um, that is, true story. That's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Anyways, uh, hey, so um, thank you, Evan, for coming on and for picking this topic. And we hope that we will, you will be our partner as we continue and looking at some more maybe Asian Dude, extreme
0: movies. we really have to do the Survive Style 5 movie. Vinnie Jones is in the movie. It's I, really, I don't so know crazy. if I, I fucking love I Vinnie don't Jones. I care Dude, about that though, no, you have to. Also,
3: okay. I know it, it's not horror, but there's another, I'm just re- remembering this now, there was another Asian film that I watched a lot when I was getting into all this shit. And it was a Korean film called Attack the Gas Station. Have
1: either of you I've, seen this? I have not seen it, but I've heard of it. Heard and about and it. It's fucking
3: it. fantastic. Yeah.
1: Alright, there you go. We're going to make this a theme. We'll come back to this. K-Hor, coming mm-hmm. up. And then big thanks to a uh, friend of all time, Grace, who did not actually watch these movies, but still <laughs> just sat and hang out, hung out with us. And, and, and did it. And made our Whackin' on Track section much more interesting, I think. And mm-hmm. made oh. me a cashmere hat that rules. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Not guys, currently, I but she did even... before. No,
0: not at all. Are no you kidding way. me? Because dude?
2: I'm, I tend, to, I have a tendency to digress without even
0: realizing But that's it, so. what makes it awesome. Yeah, all that's what crazy.
2: we're here for. That's no one listens doing. to this podcast who doesn't like Maybe I finally found my people. You have, yeah, great I think true. you knew that. You though. have. I,
1: I have wondered when you were going to start your own podcast where you just talk to people about all kinds of stuff. That'd be fun. It'll, That'd be great. I would listen to it. I would listen it to devolve. it every week. It will devolve. Well, that's the point. That's what it? they do.
2: It will devolve some kind of self-help lecture. You
1: could literally call it devolution, and I would put it on. You could call it Time with grace. Times of grace. <laughs> Time of grace. You could yeah. call it the knitting circle. and Whoever <laughs> comes on has to knit as well. That would be oh, kind of I just have to sick. do something
4: with
1: my hands. Yeah. Yeah, no, we get it, man. Nothing wrong with Listen, that. Listen, hmm. just happy you're here. Just Ayo. happy you're here. So we're going to wrap up. Does, <laughs> All right. Do either one of you have anything you want to plug while you're on? Anything coming up that you're excited about?
3: Uh, Yeah, there's a couple shows coming up that probably won't matter now that this is going to air. I mean, I'm going to go see Despise You with Jake tomorrow. That's oh, that'd nice. be fun. cool. <clears throat> oh, that's the Yeah, I'm excited.
1: I guess a long term thing isn't Mammoth Gr- Grinder coming Mammoth soon? Mammoth
3: Grinder, I think next month with uh, Philly's mm-hmm. greatest band, Devil Master. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Whoa. Hype
3: about that. Yeah. Sheer sure, Terror is playing here soon. Yep. With Done with, deal. Yeah. Friends of the Podcast, Done Deal. Friends
1: of the Podcast, Done Deal. Yeah. But Broad
0: Street Breakdown Dudes. What's
3: also, up? Please Die and uh, Colin from Sit and Spin's Band, EDS. Oh, very
4: nice. With With
1: Ratman. Right, so that's sick. That's the same night as that blacklisted show, though. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Sheer Terror. It's also my baby's birthday, so I haven't figured out what. You should go see Sheer Terror.
2: That's what she (laughs) would (laughs) want. Celebration. You could could celebrate your baby's birthday any day. She won't know.
3: It's
1: what Maeve would want. (laughs) I hate everyone. Okay. um,
2: (laughs) If it was a mom, I would still believe that.
1: Hmm. I mean, it's true, but I think we're literally planning a party that day. Nice. So I'll be at your party. And you didn't invite me. We haven't invited anyone yet because no. we're really bad at planning things. <laughs> Spoiler
3: alert. I'm going to go see a sure, shirt, Terrence. The that thing is, God. the party Spoiler. is really
2: for you guys because mm. the baby's still You should young. do it the I day know. before. No,
1: I know it is. That That's is why
2: true. I'm kind of yeah. like. Uh...
0: All right. Um, I, uh, for me, Joshua Alvarez, the lonely friend, is up on Spotify. So listen to that. Yep. Uh, Grace is helping me with a show tomorrow night where uh, we're playing in a basement. It's going to be dope.
3: Wait, what? when is that happening?
0: Tomorrow it's at 730. at some place called The Waiting Room. <laughs> Is it here? Yeah, it's in West Philly somewhere. I'll um, go to that. Sick. Look, Grace, there's going to be someone there.
3: I mean, you've got to tell me where it is so I can
0: yeah, go. Yeah, I it, actually but... don't personally know where it is either. So, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, no, wait, I just said that I can't go. Fuck.
2: Wait, what if our drummer <sighs> um, drops out on us again?
0: I don't know, man. We'll probably. <laughs> okay, so episode <laughs> 76. Liam, you're the best, and I love you so much.
1: Oh, Josh, I love you too.
0: And I love you guys too. So thanks for being on the show. Of thanks for being part of our family. Uh, listeners, <laughs> please rate, review, subscribe because it's what uh, gets us the hits and uh, helps us out. And uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. And if you listen more, you'll probably hear a lot more shit talk because that's what we do. All right. Subscribe. So that's it. Thank you. Buyakasha. Smoke.
1: Bottle. Oh, wait. Oh. Hmm. Big we- thank you to LVAC. LVAC,
0: XLVAC, Chris Reject. What's up? Uh, big thank you to our uh, sponsors.
1: We have Valley Apparel Creations. Mostly big thanks Go to Brad. Go to xlvacx.com, uh for all your screen printing needs.
0: Right. Also, big up to our man Troy Sanders who tattooed the wrists of both myself and Evan.
3: Yo, the biggest of ups. Love biggest Troy of love, ups love to love Troy. Troy. He
0: also tattooed Grace's fingers. Yeah. True story. He needs, right.
3: he needs to tattoo me more. And
2: then I, I dreamt about him.
3: Whoa! Yep. I think yeah. in theory he's. I've t- done that too, though, so don't oh. feel bad about it. <laughs>
2: well, I never remember my dreams. So you both I, dreamt about him. I had a dream every like night Josh about him. Every night. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap up. All, right bye. Okay. All right, bye.
4: Bye.